we're still in fourth spot, everybody. We're holding on. Collingwood are trying to mow us down, but we're we're still thereabouts after a pretty good win against the Blues in god-awful conditions last week. Uh, tonight, I'm joined by Rich out the Disco. Welcome back to the show, mate. Thanks for having me. Pleasure to be here. No drums at all. Uh, good game last week. Well, a good game in the sense that we got the four points and we're back up into fourth. Maybe not the skills went on for show for both teams, but all things uh, considered, we, we did okay. We locked it away up in the end. Yeah, it was an ugly game, ugly day for football. But, um, we just did enough to hold them at arm's length, I think. And yeah, The first half was one-way traffic, pretty much. It was all over by a quarter time, really. Well, half, certainly halfway through the second quarter. Yeah, essentially, at halftime. I mean, they, they were goals for the entire first half, which was a good effort. Um, and I, I kind of felt like we were almost unlucky not to be 10 goals ahead. We, I mean, Lynch missed quite a few easy shots. Maybe not, oh, I shouldn't say easy, but gettable shots for a key 40, put a few out in the full. Um, yeah, so did Rowley. Yeah, we just didn't take our chances. I know the conditions can be tough, but it's, you know, times like that where a 10-goal lead would have would have been a lot nicer buffer, but it didn't matter too much. I, I never really felt like, we were out of control of the game. Nah, never in danger. I don't. I don't think. The, uh, we would have been if Jack could get a free kick for being scragged, but uh, apparently you're allowed to do whatever you want to Jack very well. Yeah, it's in 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 interesting. I think Jack can put that in the rules. It's been yeah. an unwritten rule for years, but I think it's officially in there now. Do whatever you want to Jack very well. It did feel like there was a few occasions where it did look like there was a lot of holding going on to both Lynch and Jack. Um, oh. I think in general contests, I think James and Weedring actually did okay, but. When the ball hit the deck, they were just all over him. Mm. But, uh, yeah, yeah Joe, we'll keep away. That. The um, interesting part Boys. for me was uh, some of the stats that we won that we don't typically win, and we'll, I think a lot of us were pretty concerned about these before going into it. Won the clearances by two overall, which was nice, but the centre mm. clearances we won by nine, and I thought that was going to be one of the areas of the ground we struggled in. So the boys did yeah, well. Cripps certainly didn't dominate like I expected him to do in there, and uh, Little Meatball did. He's made for the wet weather, though, isn't he, Dion? It just, this ball's on the ground. He, he's so close to the ground, he just picks it up. He's he's clean at ground level. Like He might make the odd kicking error, but Jesus, he's a good little player. Yeah, he was very good. And what you said about Cripps is spot on. I was actually shocked when I got home to see that he had 37 touches. I, I didn't think he was damaging, personally. I, I thought... Graham and Ross did a really good sort of tag team job on him. Yeah, agreed. And the fact he didn't get a coach's vote, uh, all it bears out out, I think. He wasn't he wasn't that good. It's going to be interesting the, come Brownlow night, amazing. isn't it? Yeah, well, look, I'm positive. Look, I'll bet you he gets a vote on the Brownlow. Yeah, he just didn't have that impact. I think he only had one like goal assist in 37 possessions, whereas you look at someone like Prestia, I think he had mm-hmm. multiple um, assists. But you're right, Prestia's game, he's gone to a new level this year. Yeah, I think he's just he's fitter. He's just had continuity, and we're seeing the player that uh, some of the, some of my friends who live up on the on the Gold Coast or around that area who go go to a few Suns games. They they're the ones who said to me when we're getting him, "Don't worry, we're getting a very good player." Yeah, and it's proven out. It's proven out. He's a yeah. terrific player. Absolutely. Um, the other one that I saw that was interesting, it's not one that's often spoken about, was actually our interchanges. Now, it was obviously pretty shit conditions and for, what, maybe the third or fourth week running. And we only mm. used 76 out of 90, and usually we sit in the mid to high 80s. And I just felt like that was a little bit of a surprise to see it that low, given how tough yeah. the game was. Yeah, well, I wouldn't have a clue why that would be unless, I don't know, I had an idea the other day, you know, 
teams try to sometimes increase their training load in the lead up to finals so they can get a bit fitter and then taper off. Yeah, so I don't think we've got the luxury of doing that because we have to win every game. But being these wet weather slogs, that's like an extra training load into them anyway, and we're winning the games because our opponents have to go through it as well. But So maybe they're just leaving guys out there and going, you know what, just, we're going to win. Just run a bit more and get a bit fitter. Yeah, there might be something too that, I mean, especially when you consider like Ross was kind of put back in quickly and Nank, not Nankervis was put back in quickly, but just to get that extra match fitness. So maybe their minutes were kind of tinkered with to speed them up. You might be right there. Uh, Ross, Ross is incredible. I went to the VFL the week before when he, he played a half and got 12 touches and he didn't look like he'd, he'd missed a game at all. He just was straight back in it. I was surprised they took him off at half time, but I was also surprised they brought him in when, Dusty was there because I thought, well, if he only played a half, perhaps he's yeah. not ready. But Peter Burge, he, he turns them out ready and, jeez, uh, rots. My God. You got him he's to pick a, 10 years to be wrapped. He's a steal. What did we get him oh, for? Pick, was it 53 or something? Yeah, absolute gun. He's so, so balanced and strong for such a young bloke. He's just composed, uses the ball beautifully. He's a great kick and he's just... Just got a great head on his shoulders. I'm, I'm in love with the guy almost as much as Sydney Stack. Yeah, no, I'm, with, I'm with you there. I think the, the hard part is going to be trying to find a way to keep him in the side, as bad as that sounds. But when you've got Dusty and Koch coming back in, which we'll get to a bit later, but just trying to make sure we can get the games into him. Oh, I don't think there's any doubt he's, he's, he's in the side. I think you, you lose guys off the flanks before you worry about it, uh, losing a genuine midfield, especially in finals. I mean, we can play Jack Graham at half forward. Yeah, we could. We could play Kochi at half back or Dusty Dusty in the forward pocket half the yeah, time. True. So it just gives that we've got no weakness now in the rotation of the midfield. We've got Kochi, Dusty and Prestia first, and we've got Ross, Lambert, Edwards, Graham, the Caddy to go in next, you know. It's it's it a, deep, doesn't it? And I know it's been an issue for us yeah. for a while, but yeah, Ross really seems deep. to I don't know, he seems to be that complete player, like he's not just an inside mm-hmm. player, but he he can do that outside. He's got good skills, like you said, and I think he's going to be very underrated by opposition players. Oh, from day one, his first game against Port, they just chucked him straight in the middle, and he, they just they just go, yeah, because he can hold his own. He can win his own ball. He can get a clearance. He he's great defensively, tackle, tackling wise, and oh, yeah, he's just a player. He's just a player. <laughs> I love him. And what do you make of Nick Vlosten's game? I mean, on on numbers alone, he only had say only seventeen disposals and six marks. But the impact he had on the contest was just extraordinary. Uh, he's a star, Foss, no doubt about it. They always try and free him up because he's such a good reader of the play. And he's the best kick at Richmond, bar none. He's bulletproof by foot. He just takes amazing options. He, he drills him. He's not the longest kick. He, like, he can kick at 55, but he just hits the target every time. And he's, he's really he's really going attacking with his kicks now, too. He's, he's really taking them on and hitting that 45 cut back inside. I think he's we're seeing a really good player. Like people have compared him to Hodge, and I think he's very similar in that he loosens up, he reads it, uh, he intercept marks, and he just uses it superbly. He does, and I think the Hodge comparison is a good one because yeah, just that general down back. Um, and the one sort of moment for him I want to point out was the spoil he did on McGovern midway through the last quarter on the wing. He was a good 15, 20 metres away, and he busted his ass to get to that contest. And Look, yeah. we probably had the game in control, to be fair, but they were pushing to, you know, mount a last, last-ditched effort. And just the desperation he showed to put that over the line was just incredible. Oh, absolutely, yeah. I think everyone's playing. Like, they're, they're very hungry, the Tigers, this year. Even that one... 
before half time went to deny them their first goal before Fossey gave them gave them their first goal a few seconds later. But so that de- kind of desperation when you're well on top and just like, nah, we're not we're giving you nothing. Yeah. It's good to see. And uh, Big Nank had his first game back, fifteen disposals, two marks, thirty four hitouts and five tackles. I thought that was pretty good going from the big guy. And Cruz is a pretty good ruckman. I, I rate him really highly, but I thought Nank more than held his own against Cruz. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, it's great to have the big fella back. Um, Cruz, I agree, Cruz is a terrific player. Um, I mean, it's a good matchup over those two because they're, they're, the, they're not the tallest ruckman, but they're both quite athletic. It's going to be interesting, this ruck by committee. Give Soldo a go. I, I would like to see Soldo first ruck and... Nank second. Nank's gonna, if Nank gets to come in the last 10 minutes of every quarter, he's just going to destroy whoever he's playing on. Oscar Allen. Oscar Allen will have, need therapy if, if Nank's playing second rack. <laughs> it's an interesting uh, theory, isn't it? I mean, Soldo like, obviously has the, the height coverage on Nank and gives our mids first use. So, mm. I mean, the only thing we probably lose a little bit if we drop Troll would be the pace, but... Uh, Nate yeah. can play up forward, I guess, as well, if need be. And uh, there's been a few cheeky suggestions of playing him as a big midfielder. I'm not sure that'd work exactly, but nah, it'd, be, it'd be good for a laugh for, for a bounce to see if it worked, but I, I doubt it would last. But um, yeah, you're right. If if we can somehow have Nank going up against other teams' second ruck, that's going to cause them some serious issues. And for once in their lives, we'll be the ones with the ruck advantage. Yeah. Well, I think Brisbane's really the only team in the top four that's got two genuine ruckmen at the moment they're playing um, like Geelong's even got Blitzards in the ruck now they're not even playing Stanley or Smith the last game or two so and I think Charles Charles get the goal every game except for the weekend and he actually he did some re- reasonable stuff even though he hasn't had many possessions recently I, I get a feeling they want to see Charles in the dry I think he'd be a different player if it's not raining and he just he is more dangerous forward than I, I think Nank he, he's got more craft and yeah i think you're right the conditions didn't suit him and i feel like some people have been a bit harsh on him because of that but at the same time you still need to have an output of some kind um in whatever position you're playing in so he liked like six tackles didn't he yeah yeah so he was doing a lot of good defensive stuff which was nice yeah yeah i don't know i i i'd like to see all three combinations i mean obviously we've seen soldo and child but I, i'd like to get a look at Soldo and Nank, but I think we're going to get another look at Nank and Chol. But I wouldn't be surprised if they go the other way. And I tell you what, Coleman Jones is coming on so so well. Like our future in the ruck is looking really good if we can keep them all. I think in a couple of years' time, we'll probably be Nank might get get moved out when Coleman Jones is ready to be number one, and Chol's going to be a good number two slash second forward because they're both. Guys who can play up forward. Coleman Jones is coming on enormously. I was super impressed with him against uh, Casey last week. And he played well again against uh, Northern Blues as well. So do you reckon he's more of a definite lock to get more game time next year? Coleman Jones. Oh, if he improves as much next year as he has this year, yeah, he'll be he'll be in the side, definitely. Well, it's, it's about time we had some good ruck prospects. He's got, he's got uh, enough ammunition to be knocking on Dimmer's door and be saying, look, yeah, what about me as second run? Because he can he can take a catch. He's a terrific mark. He can get up too. He's got a good leap and got good ruck craft. He's a smart player. He's he's got a huge future. That kid. Interesting. I mean, is it out of the realms of possibility for Dimmer to throw a curveball and chuck him into one of these last couple of games? 
Oh, I would, I would be surprised if they did, but I wouldn't be upset if they did. Like, <laughs> um, I don't know. Dimmer's Dimmer's capable of certainly throwing the odd surprise. He's got a bit of sheedy in him, a uh, little little bit of slyness. So you never yeah. know. And uh, Shane Edwards last week, 250th game, and I thought he set the tone for us really well early on. How clean oh, does he yeah. make the game look when it's wet? He's a genius. Those contested marks, he's just... He's been one of my favourites since day dot shadow. Uh, he's just... The team finally caught up to him, you know? He was yeah. he was seeing things and trying to play at a different level that none of them could keep up with, and that made him look bad, along with his shanks. And now he's got rid of the shanky kicks. He's just... Oh, he's a genius. He, he just gets better with age. I and he, deser- he deserved that goal from outside 50. He hit that sweetly. Yeah, he did. Yeah. He, he sets up so many players. It's nice to see him finish one off every now and then. Yeah, and it's good to see the boys get around him. They they understood the occasion and how nice it was for reward for effort for all the stuff he does for them. So it was good to see him uh, slot a goal. Uh, Never I suppose... Never him. And uh, BOG, in my opinion was probably Jack Graham. I thought he had an enormous game. 22 disposals, two marks, 14 tackles and four goals. He, he was just everywhere. And uh, I, that's easily the best game he's played for the club. Yeah, he was, he was fantastic. I, I gave him best too. You could have given it to Prestia or Edwards or even Poston. Yeah, I, I thought Graham was our best. He, him, he's like Prestia. He's built for wet weather. He's just a truck. I mean, that, that goal he kicked where he just shrugged the guy who had the tackle on him and just, just wore it and just kicked the goal anyway. He's yeah, he's a beauty. He's and he's he's built for September too, as we saw, you know, twenty seventeen. I think they'll find a spot for him because he's just he, our pressure game is ramping up, and he's one of our best pressure players. And and he can he's showing he can get it and hurt teams too with it. Like he's his ball use. He doesn't look like a silky player, but he doesn't miss many kicks. Well, Never I misses he's... a goal. No, yeah, but... no, he's accurate, which is good. And I think he's actually leading the AFL in the pressure acts for the last five weeks. Uh, yeah, so, he, right. yeah, he's really up and about in that area. And that's our one would So there's pretty much zero chance of him being dropped if he's playing like that. Yeah, that's right. And the fact he's not quick doesn't matter because he runs all day. And he's got good anticipation. He knows where the ball's going. So he gets a head start. And we've got quick guys anyway. He can compensate. We've got Bolton. Yeah, he's a, he's a smart runner. So, and I, like I said before, I thought he did a really good job uh, guarding Cripps around the contest for, for ball-ups. And once it was general play, he went his own way and did his own thing, which was good. Yeah, well, Cripps didn't pay... I, I think they sort of tag team Graham and Ross on him, and Cripps didn't pay either of them any respect, and they they both played really quite well. well very well. Yeah, which is a, a bonus for us. So I, I expect to see more of the same this week against the Eagles. But before we talk about the Eagles game, the VFL boys have wrapped up the minor premiership again. Uh, we're currently on 60 points in second place, which is Footscray's on 50 points with two games to go, so we can't be caught. That's a massive effort from the VFL team and the coaching staff to achieve that. With When you look back to the middle of the year and the plays we had to take from the VFL team just to get by on a weekly basis at AFL level, and they had to then replenish yep. that with um, other players and top-ups from TAC Cup and things like that, the fact that they were still able to get the minor premiers is an amazing effort. Yeah, fantastic. Like our, our VFL program's brilliant. Fly McRae is just a, a genius uh, teacher coach. He just he gets the gets the guys playing exactly how they want them to play for the AFL side. He, he makes young blokes better. He teaches them how to play the Richmond way. And yeah, that what they did when they were down to you know 
very few AFL players in there. It's just a credit to the guys in the VFL program, guys like Ballard and Beasley and Caulfield and um, even Grewer. Uh, yeah, these guys are just they just they buy in and they if they have to see that when we've got 18 AFL list of players, they do it and they don't complain. They're back the next week and they're they're stepping up again. They're, they're all through. Steve Morris, leading by example. I, I thought he was gone, Murray, but he's I think been excellent the last several weeks off the halfback flank. Yeah, it's it's been a pretty strong performance. And we had a, I think we won by 44 points against the Northern Blues. So. Kellen Moore in his return game kicked four goals on his first game back from injury, which was fantastic to see. Um, Arts and Townsend kicked three each, and Pickett was named in the best. And um, I'm sure we all saw the video footage of Bolter running about 80 metres from the back line to the wing and just having a few bounces and burning a few blokes along the way. Yeah, Bolter was great. They've been playing at fullbacks and a half back, and uh, he's really starting to flesh out his big man game. Like He came to the club, and we all thought, oh, we saw the highlights and what a great mark this guy is, but he, he really isn't yet a great mark, but like Rance wasn't, but he's starting to, he clunked a few on the weekend. He's starting to take a few more strong overhead marks, which is really, I think, a, a hole in his game because his small man game is fantastic. You know, his ground level game is brilliant. He runs like the wind. He kicks at 65 off either foot and he's still 19. <laughs> it's crazy. And yeah, that's ridiculous. And, I mean, I'm a little bit torn. Like he's obviously been groomed as a defender, and that's where the club sees him playing. Um, but I don't know. With his athletic power, I kind of like the idea of him on a wing. Just let him run wild. Yeah, but I mean, it's an option. But uh, I think needs to the club uh, that we need a we need another key backman. We need a developing young backman. Um, but Miller Miller actually looked much better up forward this week than he ever has in defence. Uh, I mean, he's still a young military. He's got a bit of time. I think they'll at least put him on the rookie list next year and keep him. Uh, oh, I certainly would. Um, but we've got wingman. Well, we've got K-Mac who can't get a game. Oh, poor, old, poor old K-Mac. He seems to be on the outs at the moment. And they're trying to teach him to play that third tall defender role as well as the wingman. And, um, I guess it depends what happens with Brando, whether he leaves or not. But we've, I think we've got wing options. We don't need Volta. It's more important to have a key position player than a wingman. You know, wingmen are easier to find. Uh, if you've got a guy with the talent of Bolter and he's he's 196 centimetres and 100 kilos, you've got to try and turn him into a key position player. Because that, that small man game will only make him an even better weapon as a centre-half back or wherever he ends up. Yeah, if, um, you know, if you're Richmond, you're letting him just shadow rants around the club. If, if you want him to be a backman, that's oh, who he's yeah. following around. <laughs> yeah, I pray to God we... Alex Rance is the kind of guy who will just go backpacking around Europe when he retires for two years. But, geez, I'd love to be able to keep him as a defensive coach because he's, he's brilliant. And I think, I mean, Lepper's there who, who taught Rancy everything he knows. Maybe he taught Rancy everything Lepper knows, but Rancy knew and knows a few more things than Lepper ever knew, which is saying something. Yeah, not short of options down there. But, uh, yeah, Bolt will be an interesting one. And I'm, I've got no doubt that his name might come up for selection as well over the next couple of games if he keeps putting in good performances, especially because we know he can also do that second ruck roll. Yeah, definitely a possibility against West Coast. They've got Kennedy, Darling, Allen, and um, what's his name, uh, Waterman. So they've got four tolls, basically. So there's an yeah, option that... to yeah, play, him on, play him on Allen. Just, he can play in defence on Allen and then follow Allen into the ruck. And then you don't play Chol or... Or Soldo, you just have Nan Kervis and Bolter. 
that's a possibility. I mean, last couple of games they've thrown Bolter into the ruck for the last quarter, so maybe. And that's been floated around a bit on the board because because of the size that the Eagles do have down forward. Um, I feel like this is this will be the game where we get tested most by not having Rance with his size. Because uh, yeah. like Darling's, he's a beast. Um, yeah, he is. Kennedy's huge, and yeah, so it's kind of getting a bit hard to expect Grimes and Broad to play as tall as they have to play and as heavy as they're going to have to play. So someone like Bolter would make sense on that front if he was up for it. Yeah, it's been tough against them even when we had Rance because Rance is clearly the best option for both Kennedy and Darling. Kennedy's probably too too quick for Dave Asprey and Darling certainly is. And I would love to see Rance if we had if we could cover Kennedy. I would love to see Rance play on Darling, but we we never have because he's had to play on Kennedy. Yeah, uh, I think it's got to be Grimes go to Darling this week. I think it'll be <laughs> Grimes will go from Darling, and then the next week I reckon against Brisbane he'll probably play on Charlie Cameron. Uh, that's the beauty of Dylan Grimes. Isn't it? He's he's very um, versatile, isn't he, with who he can play on. But do you reckon, mm. uh, like thinking about it a bit more? I mean, obviously we can our backs will have a tough time on their forwards, but maybe we can limit the damage via shutting down their midfield, which isn't going to be easy to do either. But if we can kind of force them to have to kick the ball in long and high, yeah. then that gives us a chance to kind of set up and have people go up third man and spoil the ball. But if we let them get easy entries, I mean, on the lead, those big guys are going to kill us. Oh, no doubt. That's true for, for any team against anyone else, I think. Um, you've got to put pressure on the ball coming in. Good news is, I think I heard David King, the, the uh, hindsight expert, saying <laughs> our pressure against Carlton was up at 216, which is, you know, what it was sort of, 2017 grand, grand final level, so uh, that's huge pressure, and I think uh, that'll be enough. If we can re- reproduce that for most of the game against West Coast, we're going to have uh, yeah, a lot of intercept balls coming our way. There's a lot of pressure on their kicking coming in. Apart from what Shuey, they don't have a lot of pace in the midfield. Yo's pretty quick, I guess, but we got we got bad a, on the outside. Oh yeah, Gaff's a good little player. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see what they do with him, whether they bring back K-Mac to play on him or they go caddy on him. I, I think know. this is the perfect yeah, game for McIntosh to come back for. Yeah, well, I don't know what they've been doing with him. Like, he's, he's missed a couple of weeks. Are they putting extra Ks into his legs for a big September or is he just out of favour? I'm not I'm not sure. I'd be interested to see what happens with him. Yeah, I mean, I'd been a big fan of his this year. I thought he was having a season best, a career best year. I didn't think he'd done a hell of a lot wrong, to be honest. Certainly, yeah. Certainly, early in the season, he was. He, I thought he'd gone to another level. He did have a couple of core games, but I mean, I'm one of his, I'm one of his biggest fans, so I always love seeing him in the team because he's he's tough and he he's big and he runs all day and he's a proven finals performer. You look at all his finals, every final he's played since his first season, he's been a good player every time. Even that yeah. horrific loss to North, which was about his, which is his first season, he was one of our best five players that day. He, I think just... he's been. Finally played him. So yeah, like... he just creates a hard matchup for the opposition, and with a team yeah. that's got that bit of extra height, um, yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't be shocked to see his name put back in for this one. Mm, yeah, it's possible. They've certainly been playing him in the twos in the back line to to um, test you at his aerial defensive game, and I think the week before against Casey, he had the most spoils for the team. So okay. He, he had like 16 possessions that day, and people were like, oh, it's K-Mac. He doesn't get a lot of the ball. But he played back pocket, and I thought he was really good, actually. Yeah. Well, it could all be leading up to this one moment, potentially. 
Yeah, well, we'll see. It's uh, match committee. I think this week's match committee is the toughest one I've had in my time watching Richmond. You could. Put, oh, what a shit time to be a selector! Yeah, like in a good yeah, way for once. But, really, we don't want to. We don't want to get ahead of ourselves and knock wood, etc. But God, you could pick twenty-eight of them, and you'd be pretty confident in them. Yeah, it's just finding that. Except for Shorty, I just got to put that one in. Want him out? I just. Uh, yeah, it's a bit of a running joke. I think everyone knows I'm not Jaden Short's biggest fan, so I thought I'd just throw that in there for the people who say I hate it. <laughs> he's an interesting like one, isn't Short. he? Like Offensively, he's been doing okay, but my biggest gripe with him is I, I find he doesn't do a lot of pure defensive things. And granted, actually, last week he did win a couple of one-on-one contests, which was good, but mm, against better teams, like it, I, I get scared when I think about him lining up on a Ryan or a Rioli yeah. um, or a Cameron or someone like that. Uh, a good mate of mine pointed out he's a really wise Richmond man. Um, it's I always have it on about Shorty panicking when he when he feels the pressure coming. He he wants to get rid of it before they touch him, and it's it's because he knows to touch him is to is to fell him. If, it, if they get a hand on him, it's all over. So he panic kicks, and when he panic kicks, he's he's no longer kicking those sixty meter drop punts. He's kicking thirty meter mung tumble punts and. As we saw McGovern, I think marked one on the weekend and kicked a goal from it. And he, yeah, that's just too predictable from Jaden. We haven't talked about my man Marlon yet, but oh, I'd put him in. I'd put him in for shorty spot. You know, I'll talk beat. about him now. So you reckon so Marlon was obviously named in the best in the VFL. Didn't rack up big numbers, but obviously showed enough um, to show his worth. And I think even Stevo, not that we can trust what Stevo tweets, um, uh-huh. said tonight that. There's a lot of apparently higher up people at Richmond who are pretty adamant that he's ready to go if, if we can fit him into the team. Yeah, look, he was hugely impressive in his first game against Casey. I thought he was sensational, just looked a class above the level. And on the weekend against the Northern Blues, I mean, he played in the defence in the first half and it didn't get down there a lot. So he didn't have, I think he only had four or five touches in the first half. And then I threw him on the ball. His first centre clearance, he just picked it up smoothly, had a bounce, and you know, hit more lace out with this beautiful 40-metre pass, and you're just like, yeah, this guy's too good. Get him in. You know, he's 27. He's mature. He's he surely is fit the way that Burge would have prepared him now. So had two games. I think I've got a sneaking suspicion he'll play this week. Well, I he was named on the extended bench last week. Uh, There's then... too much talk about him being keen to bend him in. You've heard, I heard, you know, we've heard Grimes say it. Griggs said it on the coverage of the Carlton game. They're keen to have a look at him. And yeah. Dimmer said it. I, I think it's got to be now. If they're going to have a look at him. Pick him this week. Yeah, I don't think there's any point saving him for next week. I think if you want to bring him in with the potential thought of him playing a part in the final series, you need to see him for two weeks to see what he's got. Yeah. We we know short, Short's a known quantity. We know what he's going to offer and what he brings to the table. But the unknown is can Pickett go past that? Can he offer something a bit better, a bit different? Yeah, and as you say, those those smalls for West Coast are as much a as much a scary threat to our backmen as as their tools are. Yes. So I think have a look at him on on uh, Ryan or on Rioli. See how he goes. The other player for the Eagles that's going to play a massive part in this game is McGovern, playing mm. loose in defence. He is elite at intercept marking. Uh, there's no other way to describe it. So he's up there with Rance as one of the better defenders in the comp. And I, I think teams struggle to shut him down and make him accountable, but teams also don't have two very good key forwards like we do That's as not, well. Um, no one else 
picture for them, I think. That, yeah, ironically, yeah. I mean, obviously, they're going to have, I think, Barass and Hearn will probably take Lynch and Rewalt, but I still think there's an uh, element Hearn, of doubt Hearn, that... Hearn plays, Hearn's a small mate. Hearn will be playing on Caddy uh, if he's there or Sydney Stack or someone like that. Hearn won't be playing on anyone big. He looks big, Hearn, but he plays small. Okay, because, yeah, I mean, if he... That'll work to our advantage. If he has to go to one of our smaller guys, they'll burn him for pace, I'm pretty confident. Yeah, yeah I think that's where we can hurt them. I think their smaller defenders aren't that quick. Like, Shepard's a terrific reader of the play. Uh, he's, he's similar to Floston, and Hearn is a bit too, but they're, they're sort of chop-off intercept players. But And even Doug, like Duggan's not quick either. So I think we couldn't burn him for pace a little bit with our little blokes. So the key is obviously to make sure we can keep McGovern in a matchup and we just don't let him float across but he's not going to have that luxury to do to peel off with confidence so if you're manning right. up on Lynch or Rebolt you couldn't possibly yeah. justify leaving your man and quite possibly got Chole or Daddy coming leading out of the square as well or Stack or someone like that um, yeah I think the key is like the, the, the difference is the ball movement isn't it the way that they're the the kick it around uncontested mark. We're, we're just electric through the middle with our hands. I think that's the way we're going to try and upset defences. It's just we get it through, through there so quickly. It goes on the end of someone who's got time and space and an open field in front of them and two champion forwards leading it, big big forward leading out of them and several very nippy smalls. Does, does their game style worry you with that chipping around maintaining possession? We've obviously seen uh, Collingwood cut us open like that and even West Coast themselves have beaten us very easily that way um, over there just I know felt like we struggled to apply that same amount of pressure to cause the turnover yeah it's hard and it, uh, it's it's one of their stats I think West Coast they get over 90 marks or something like that or whatever whatever the number is they win um, so it's a matter of applying pressure to the guy kicking the ball so they can't just chip it around and getting up on the mark and making them kick over the mark and I don't know. I think we've we've learned. We we generally learn from our from our errors, and uh, I suspect we've since round two when Collingwood did it to us. I suspect we've been working on how to combat that. I mean, it's easy to say just get it and chip it around, but it's not that easy to do. No, that's right. You've it's... got the guys who switched on manning up and getting on the mark. Eventually, you've got to kick it forwards and long. Yeah. As long as you don't give them that easy outlet option to switch it through the back line and get out the other side, I found that's what them and Collingwood did really well against us, which spread us across the ground a bit more. So if we can cut that mm. pass out, um, I think we should be okay on that front. Yeah, well, 2017, we defended the switch better than anyone. Like, you, you watch the 2017 finals. No one came through the, the middle with us. No one... Like, the switches were slow and wide they were, and through defensive 50. No one cut it through the centre square against us, whereas we did quite a lot, you know, with guys like Shane Edwards, who's the best call BT ever made was in that grand final when he caught him the, the king of the corridor or something like that. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, if we can protect protect that attacking switch and make them do the slow switch, then they don't really gain anything from doing it. Now, the million-dollar question. We've got Dusty and Koch, who are apparently right to go, although there has been some speculation that Koch is... It might be up in the air, but let's assume for a second they're both right to come in. Who misses? Oh, yeah, it's a tough. It's bloody tough. Um, I've written down some names with question marks, and this isn't me saying they should be. This is just brainstorming. But I had Ross, but I, I don't think you can drop Ross. 
Caddy could be in the gun. Bolton, I thought, had a, probably a shit one um, two weeks in a row, maybe. Baker, I think, is doing okay. He's a small defender, and we're probably going to need him for the guys that he's going to be playing against. Or I Brandon Ellis. Baker was really good on, on the weekend, actually. Yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. ball. So I just don't know who's going to miss out for Dusty and Koch. Yeah, in Dusty, Koch, pick it out, short. Ellis Baker. Yeah, I, I mean that's that's it's very tough, especially on Ellis and Baker. And I I doubt that like Dimmer loves Brandon, so I'm not sure that he will go. Um, and but they like Caddy in the side. That's why that's why they've sort of switched him into McIntosh's role because they need to find a place for Caddy. He can't play can't play second tall anymore in the forward line or third tall because we've got. We've got a second Ruckman down there as well as Lynch, so his, his old role's gone. They, they're like, well, Caddy's a better footballer than McIntosh. We'll put him in McIntosh's spot and see how he goes. I don't think he is on the wing, though. I think Cad, uh, McIntosh is a much better person in that role than what Caddy is. Yeah, well, he, he's certainly a, a better runner, that's for sure. But yeah. overall, yeah. everything else, ball use, smarts, overhead. Like As I said, I'm a K-Mac fan, but Caddy's got him covered everywhere else, I think, apart from running. Now, the other name that's been thrown around to be dropped by a few people is Rioli. What have you made of his past couple of games, and do you think he's on the chopping block? Uh, I thought he was. I thought his last few prior to the weekend had he'd been steadily on the rise. I think he's been working hard off the ball, and um, when you're doing that, eventually, eventually the on the ball stuff will come. Um, I don't see Demon dropping him. I think. Who are you going to drop him for? You need to bring in another small, pressure small forward. And we saw Butler wasn't up to it. And I, I don't. Arts was terrific on the weekend, but I, I don't think they're going to debut him with two weeks into the, to go into the season. I just don't see it. Um, Rioli's proven he, he can do it, and Jim tends to have faith in guys who have proven they can do it. I think he's staying. And we'll look at some key matchups. I mean, Jack Graham obviously did a great job on Crips last weekend. I feel like he's going to be. Uh, looking after Luke Shuey at around stoppages, um, yeah, is that a likely matchup? Do you reckon? Not so much as a genuine tag because we don't really do that, but similar <laughs> to what he did last week, just making sure he doesn't get the easy ball. Yeah, I think I think that's that's the logical one for me. He's got a bit of a size advantage over Shuey too, as opposed to being much being dwarfed by by Cripps. He's a bit bigger and stronger than Shuey. I mean, Shuey's a fantastic player, so that I'd definitely be looking after him. And I think they'll be saying if Dusty plays. I'll send Yo to him, who's a good matchup. He's he's a guy who's bigger than Dusty. He's, he's six for three. Yo, he's a big guy, and a very very good player. And he's done a done a good job on Dusty before. So yeah, he has. It's, and Dusty has to learn to get through this. And I think the best way for him to keep playing is a, as a contested inside mid because it's kind of harder to be tagged that way as opposed to being an outside yeah. player. Yeah, but I, I would say we would we would take a nil all draw. In Rance, in uh, Dusty versus Yo, and just just back. It was Cotchen's playing. Cotchen, Prestia, who else we got? Edwards, Lambert, Ross, and Graham against Shuey, Sheed. All respect to um, Rodney Dangerfield. I don't think Sheed was even as good as Lambert. So uh, I think we got, if we had nil all draw with with uh, Yo and Dusty, and Shuey doesn't chop us up too much, I think we've got the advantage in the midfield. And what about our... We spoke about, loosely, I suppose, Grimes and Asprey versus Kennedy and Darling. 
Who would you like to take who? I I think Grimes has got to play on Darling, and that, therefore that leaves uh, Asprey to play on Kennedy, which you, you, I don't think he's really done before. Normally they've had a second Ruckman that Asprey's played on and Rance has played on uh, Kennedy and Broad's played on Darling before, but I think Darling is chopped up Broad. He's too strong for Broad. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I think Grimes and Darling's a better matchup. And, yeah, Kennedy's, Kennedy's a bit slowed down with injury, it looks like, this year, so that might help Dave because Dave's not the quickest man in the world. Yeah, it feels like they've really redirected their 450 entries towards Darling as opposed to Kennedy, whether it's because of injury or um, by actual game plan, I'm not too sure, but... Yeah, it's, they're going to need all the help they can get. Yeah, you just don't, you can't put Broad on Darling again. Like you said, he's just, he's not big enough, unfortunately. So Yeah, I think Broad will get Allen. They're about the same size, and Allen's a young bloke. Allen's got the long arms, probably a bit of a better aerial player yeah. than Broad. Broad's got the mature, more mature body, which he should be able to body him in marking contests, spoil him that way. And I think, yeah, Bloston will probably get Waterman, which is a bit of a height difference in Waterman's favour, but. Plus, he's good enough to, to combat that. And the game itself, there's a fair bit on the line. I mean, we have to keep winning, as we sort of said earlier on, to stay in the four. Uh, West Coast need to keep winning to try and get a home final. Mm. What What's going to be the repercussions for the loser of this game? Do you think? Uh, well, we'll, well, we'll know by we'll know by game day what the repercussions are. Because I, I think Collingwood's the only team that can really catch us, unless we lose our last two GWS kind of catches. And I think Adelaide will beat Collingwood this week. Just Adelaide played very well against the Eagles over in Perth, and Collingwood, had, despite the fact they thumped the Gold Coast and they they had a good win again on the weekend, I think they're just just going. They still don't have to go in a lot of their good players. I I, will, I think Adelaide will beat them this week. That'll yeah, be close. I, I would be surprised if Collingwood does win because they're good. If they do win, then we have to win because uh, I. I don't think Essendon's going to beat Collingwood uh, in the last round. So Collingwood does beat Adelaide, then, well, we've got to win our last two or we're uh, we're fifth, and that makes it a lot harder. Um, but we could, if Collingwood does drop one, we could lose this game and still finish fourth and play Geelong, which is as good as finishing top, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> no, it, it definitely is. And we are talking about it off-air, but so you think that this could potentially be the grand final preview? Yeah, I think. Easily the best two teams in it. Um, one of these two, one of these two teams will win the premiership, and I hope we get to see them both in the grand final. It's, it's funny you say that because it, like, then the winner of that's raging favourites for the grand final. And when you sort of read the uh, the various boards and things like that, there seems to be a lot of mutual respect between Richmond and West Coast posters because I think we we both recognise that we probably are two of the better teams, and I think we all wanted to play them last year. Mm. Um, we obviously slipped up in that prelim final uh, against the Pies, but I think West Coast people felt like it should have been us playing him, just with the way the season panned out. So it's going to be really interesting to see how this game goes. Yeah, well, we were clearly the best two teams virtually all of last year up until Castro Gate hit on the last second last Saturday or Friday night or whatever it was in September, um, which was a shame because of it, yeah, we probably would be going for a hat-trick otherwise. And this year, I think both teams have improved. I think they're a better team than they were last year, and I think we are too. So, yeah, bring it on. I think it's going to be a cracking game on Sunday. Yeah, it be a very good game. All right, well, before we let you go, we'll have to get your prediction, including margin for this one. What are you going with? 
Uh, I will go Richmond by three goals. Yeah, I know we've had a pretty strong habit of winning games by about the 25 to 35 point area in recent times. I don't think that'll be the case this week. Um, any four points will do me, to be honest. But yeah, I reckon it might be about 13 to 14 points. It's going to be a really close one, but expecting a, an, a really awesome game this weekend. Yeah, yeah, it's going to it's going to be uh, revealing one way or the other. I think if we get beat, it's not the end of the end of the world, but. Um... Yeah, hopefully we don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, it's going to tell a lot for both teams um, come Sunday afternoon. So hopefully we get a big crowd down there and support the boys. Um, yeah, everyone we'll turn and... up. Absolutely, you've got to make it like a cauldron. We don't get 60,000 there. Why have we got 100,000 members? Come on, come on, people, turn up. Yeah, exactly right. It's, uh, what is it, one ten pm I think it is, so one nice and early in the afternoon. Degrees. The rain won't come until later. Get there. And just remember, it can't be any worse than the conditions if you ever sat in last week. So make sure you come down, watch the game, and uh, get right behind the boys as we fight to hold on to our fourth spot and uh, really yes. just ramp up that atmosphere. So it should be a cracking game. Make Which those umpires like, terrified to give a free kick to the to West Coast, like the could, reverse of their, their normal It could be crowd. a nil old draw with the free kicks. Uh, no, nah, I doubt that, mate. Oh, they'll never not pay one against us. Come on. No, yeah, very true. No, that's yeah. I, hopefully, we can just at least break even on that front as well. But I'll take uh, a break in any game. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, looking forward to this game. Should be an absolute belter. Yep. All right, Rich out the disco. Thank you so much for joining me tonight, mate, and uh, talking about Thanks the game. So Appreciate your insights, yep. and uh, hopefully the boys get over the line. Yes, go the Tigers. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Richmond Big Footy Tiger Cast. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and YouTube so you can follow all the roasts and toasts, the reviews and previews, and all topics Richmond. Also keep an ear out for our special episodes of interviews with past players. Go Tigers!